May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The parable we get today of the Good Samaritan is one of the ones that is so familiar to us that over the years preachers have tried to find new angles and new insights to present it in a new way, to be creative about it, to be, um, make it not so familiar so that we can really enter into it and not just uh, think we know it. But today I'm going to do just the opposite of that because I think the basic beautiful message of this parable is so simple and so essential and so profound and so missing and so necessary that it bears repeating. Love God and love thy neighbor. Love God and love thy neighbor. It's not about whether the priest or the Levite did the right thing or not. It's not about um, understanding all of the uh, prejudice the Samaritan had to overcome. It's about asking ourselves this day, in our age, in our world, who is our neighbor, and are we loving them? Because we love God by serving our neighbor. I don't know, some of you might remember an older song um, by the singer, well, she didn't write the lyrics, but she sang it beautifully, Dionne Warwick, the song Walk On By. So she was singing about she didn't want the person to stop because they'd, you know, broken up with her or whatever, and she just wanted them to walk on by. But this gospel tells us that that is exactly the opposite of what we are to do. We are not to walk on by. We are in our lives of faith to try to see the other, to reflect about how we are in relationship, to act, and to celebrate. Now, those three movements are things that um, have been used in sociology and education all over the world. See, reflect, act, right? The Pope actually has been talking a lot about celebrate because it's so hard to celebrate with all the things that are going on, but we need to do that. We need to look for ways to connect past the pain and past the politics and even ignoring the heat. I, um, I don't know, this is a very simple, very small example. I, how many of you are golfers? Not that many, okay. I have a real prejudice against golf myself. <laughs> So I'm confessing this to you. And some, some, some new friends invited me to go golfing, and I really didn't want to go, but I wanted to be in relationship with them. And then it was the heat advisory yesterday, right? But I went, 
and taking care of each other with, you know, Gatorade and water. We had a wonderful time. We cut it by half, but we had a wonderful time. So I think that's part of the celebration, is trying to do things that you wouldn't normally do to be in relationship with people who you want to build trust and friendship with. The last time I heard uh, the phrase Good Samaritan, or I saw the phrase a Good Samaritan written um, referring to someone in the newspaper was last Friday. I don't know if you all remember, I spoke about um, one of my sons who goes to Lamar, one of his friends, Axel Tercios, was shot in front of his apartment building, supposedly over a pair of shoes. And um, they, this was a huge tragedy. And he was a younger kid who ate with Daniel and his friends at lunch because uh, his older cousin was part of that group and they let him in. And um, on Friday, Luce sent me the, the, the digital chronicle article in which they referred to the neighbor who saw the shooting and saw Axel there on the ground bleeding out and without thought to their safety went and got him to the hospital. It didn't save him but at least he didn't die on the street. We're not often presented with such extreme examples, but even when what we do is not working or doesn't work, doesn't have the outcome that we want, such as the neighbor who took Axel to the hospital. The act of seeing this young man and not letting him die alone speaks volumes, speaks volumes. On Friday, that person was referred to as a Good Samaritan. And yet the tragedy is that the person who shot him was 17. How do we live in this city and respond to our neighbors that live in violent conditions? I think the answer in this specific case is by not letting them die alone not letting them be isolated by following the example of that Good Samaritan, even when the outcome isn't what we wished for. And then also praying for that 17-year-old whose life is also changed forever. There are so many ways to serve our neighbors, 
and part of the simplest one is to see people for their goodness and to see people, even if they're not good, for their humanity. If our religion, if your religion, is about controlling other people, then your idol is power. If your religion, if our religion, is about taking away rights, then our religion, our idol, is power. If your religion, if our religion, is about judging people uh, in a way that condemns forever, then we don't have a lot of trust in God. Jesus, in this parable, says, you know, who was the good neighbor? Who was this man's neighbor? The one who showed mercy. It sounds simple, but it's easy to walk on by with so much happening. It's easy to react instead of reflect. It's easy to say, I've done enough, because maybe you have done a lot. And it's easy to say this is no time for celebration. But those actions taken together and practiced to the best of your ability will honor God, will honor your neighbor, will honor yourself, and will keep this world sensitized to the gift that our lives are. I pray that we are able to see each other, to see our neighbors, as God sees them and as God sees us, and to walk faithfully, step by tiny step, supporting each other in this life that needs so much mercy. Amen.